Hello friends, before we get started on this next amazing episode, I just wanted to give a short shout out to our team at Metal Cloak, the group that makes this podcast possible. From engineering to production, from marketing to sales, from accounting to HR, every member of the Metal Cloak family works diligently every day to bring some of the world's best products to the off-road enthusiast. Designed, engineered, proven, Metal Cloak. That is not just a clever cadence written by me, but a true statement of what we do every day and why we truly appreciate each and every one of you. If you are looking for something for your Jeep, Ram, Bronco, or Toyota, give us a try. We are here to help. And now, on to another amazing episode of The Modern Jeeper Show. My favorite trail is just the one that I haven't been on yet and I'm about to go on or I'm currently exploring. Um... Yeah, that, that's the beauty of it, is going new places and seeing new things and coming across new obstacles. So, The Modern Jeeper Show. The show about Jeeps, Jeeping, and Jeepers. Hello, Modern Jeepers, and welcome to episode number six of the Modern Jeeper Show. This week, we have an awesome guest, straight from the folks that keep us out of the elements while we're in our rigs, Mr. Lee Loffrey of Best Top. While Matson is out taking care of our first Modern Jeeper adventure in Death Valley, I get to have a great conversation with Lee, where not only we talk about the upcoming event season, but also about Best Top the company, the relationships and connections with some of their recent acquisitions, how Lee ended up in Colorado, and what he's done to modify his personal 2012 two-door JK. We even get to talk about some of his favorite trails. Finally, we'll share with you our tech tip of the week, where Lee gives us some great insight on what it takes to take care of that soft top on your rig, including some info about the fabrics used, caring for the zippers, as well as the windows. As always, we are extremely grateful to our partners, including Raceline Wheels, Warren Winches, Best Top, Milestar Tires, Rugged Radios, and of course, Metal Cloak. So sit back and enjoy episode number six of the Modern Jeeper Show. Hello, Modern Jeepers. Welcome to uh, podcast number six. Uh, here we are, the end of February already, and uh, I can't believe we've already gotten six of these uh, knocked out. We've had some pretty exciting guests join us, and uh, today's not going to be any different. This week, I'm on my own. Uh, Matson and Dell are actually out at uh, Death Valley in uh, Southern California on one of our modern Jeeper adventures, and hopefully their weather is a little bit better. It's actually not too bad here this morning in Colorado. I'm looking at 35 degrees and partly sunny skies, so I'm sure that they're uh, they're enjoying themselves down in Death Valley. Um, I want to touch base a little bit about some of the upcoming events we have. After after this Death Valley trip, I believe Dell will also be attending with Matson to Tierra del Sol. That takes place this upcoming weekend, March 1st through the 3rd. And then we kind of got a little bit of a break. Uh, the CTI trader will be out at TDS. Matson has that one coming out there. I'm actually going to be headed March 23rd to an event in South Pittsburgh, Tennessee, to the Adventure Off-Road Park out there, to an event called Crawling for Reed. 
good benefit show out in Tennessee, get me out of Colorado for a little while. And then, uh, and after that, the season really gets started. We have the unlimited off-road expo uh, show in Dallas, the beginning of April, April 5th, 6th and 7th at the Dallas Motor Speedway. Yeah, it's, it's going to get, uh, it's going to get busy. I'm looking forward to some warmer weather for sure. Um, let me let's talk about my guest that we have uh, called in today. Lee Lawfrey is the marketing specialist for Bestop. Uh, he's been with Bestop since about 2014. Uh, we all know Bestop is because they're the best manufacturer of soft tops, but they do a lot more than that. Say good morning, Lee. Hey, Corey, how are you? Good. Yourself? How's how's the weather over on the Front Range? Well, I'm uh, happy to be here, uh, and it really depends on where you are. Uh, it spans from about 55 to 25 degrees, just on the drive-in this morning. <laughs> wow, you're, you're kind of like me, though. You live up you live up in the hills. You've got like a pretty nice little wooded cabin area, look like? Yeah, yeah. I'm up in uh, the Blackhawk area, a little further from the casinos than most people typically think of. Nice. Yeah, you, you're a, a lot like me, as well as... Uh, we kind of like to get away from the, the large hustle and bustle of the city, but best tops actually in, in Louisville, right? Correct. Yeah. So we just sit pretty much on the Eastern side of Boulder. It's about a 50 minute drive in from me. Um, it's not too hustling and bustly where we are, but still close enough to, to have access to things. Gotcha. Well, and I was, I was on the website this morning and, um, like I, like I was telling our readers or our listeners, I think that um, everybody knows Best Top just because of the, the outstanding quality of their soft tops. But it, Best Top's been around a long time and has grown into something that that uh, is not just about soft tops anymore. Yeah, well, that's very true. Uh, and it's, you know, something that we battle fairly frequently is just awareness of our other products and that's true yeah we're not just tops anymore we're a full line of uh jeep and truck accessories bumpers floor mats seat covers storage security um a lot of other accessories that go along just with the jeep lifestyle you've been there for quite a few years and i know that it's a company backed by kinderhook as as kind of that the the investment company behind it, but you guys have had quite a few acquisitions over the last few years, uh, Baja Designs, uh, Tuffy Security, and just recently PRP. How does that, um, does that roll into your, what you see daily, or is that kind of all separate brands run under separate directives? Yeah, the answer to that is yes. Um, it, It is something that I see more and more and increasingly as the days go on and we remain autonomous so every every company that's under the best top performance accessories group operates autonomously um every one of these companies has their own marketing department their own sales but increasingly as we go we get better at working together and better at combining our forces well that's awesome do you think at some point that there would be a combination of some of these or i know that I mean, for example, with PRP, you guys also make seats and covers and things like that at Best Top. So how does that overlap? Does that Do you think that ever comes together a little bit more? Well, we can even rewind it further than PRP. Um, 
Tuffy, I believe, was our first acquisition, and uh, Bestop makes an underseat locking box, and as does Tuffy. And, uh, you know, instead of just dissolving one, we recognize the differences in both and, um, and market as such. So just it's a different price point and uh, different feature benefit list. So both the products can, can truly kind of exist on the same line and uh, really give the consumer a choice of which direction they want to go. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, I had no idea. I was <clears throat> doing some reading this morning and, and had to look back. And, and Desktop was actually created in 1954. Yeah, that's that's quite a few years. It is, yeah, and uh, not only that, but it, in 1954, it was still created right in Boulder too, in an old schoolhouse. Um, so the history is rich in the area, and we've had a couple of locations since then. We've existed in Longmont and Broomfield, and now Louisville. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, how did you end up in Colorado? You're from back east, like Massachusetts or somewhere. Yeah, you've got it exactly right. I am from Massachusetts, and um, you know I moved out to Colorado about 10 years ago, and I can't say that it was for any one reason in particular other than just personal growth. Um, kind of got bored of driving the same old roads and wanted a little more for myself and uh, came up with a plan. And uh, I'd say about two to three months later, just picked up and hit the road. I had my pickup truck, a, a buddy with me, a dog, and a small trailer full of our belongings. So we made our way out to Colorado where we had a mutual friend who lived. So me and him shared a, uh, we shared a spare bedroom floor for about four months uh, where we both got jobs, saved up enough money, and um, had a house rented by the time his wife was done her spring semester of school. Then she came out and joined us as well. So that's the abbreviated story of how I ended up getting here. <laughs> nice. Um, were, were you a, were you a marketing guy? Have you been a marketing guy your whole life? I have not. No. And, uh, even when I started here, I guess I started in, um, tech support customer service. Oh, gotcha. But I think we're all in one way or another, we're all marketing people our entire lives. <laughs> Very well put. Um, yeah, we get a lot of questions. Uh, I run to a lot of people around the country that say, you know, well, what do I need to go to school and study? And I always just tell them, uh, people. Yeah, yeah, well put. Um, it's it's not so much a particular aspect of the, the the products we standing behind. It's more so how you relate and how you deal with people. And I I've known you for oh I don't know three four years something like that pretty well. And we've dealt with each other at events and and uh, it's always nice to to run into people that we can have a conversation with it's not always about this hard sell type aspect yet you can see the passion and you can you can you can feel the passion for something um, immediately when we come across people a lot of people in the off-road industry but you you have a what year is your jeep my jeep is a 2012 2012 and it looks like recently you've been doing some modifications to it yeah well i i uh i don't think we ever fully stop um it's <laughs> I sure have, yeah. <laughs> well, let's 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 hear it. What do you got going on? Probably the most interesting thing is uh, it is a two-door JK with an eight-inch rear axle stretch from uh, Synergy Manufacturing. So nice. uh, the wheel well has opened up a little bit. The rear axle is slid back a bit, and um, you know I, I get a lot of questions from people that are not particularly in the know about about four-wheeling. Uh, about getting on trails or have ever been in a puckered situation about what the benefits are. And uh, I kind of relate it just to um, 
stability in the same thing that you see on elongated sleds, uh, snowmobiles, mountain, all mountain sleds, or you can even relate it to a drag car where, or a drag motorcycle where that rear end is pushed way out back and it gives you a lot of stability um, when you're getting that kind of forward g-force, whether it be climbing or acceleration. In my particular case, it's climbing. Um, but yeah, so it is a... Uh, on factory axles, Dana 44s that have been strengthened about as much as I can because I'm not ready to plunk down the big coin for, for big new shiny axles yet. 37-inch uh, sure. tires with beadlocks, a um, bunch of storage, a bunch of lighting, and really just equipped to crawl around Colorado and get to places where other people are not. Because as you alluded to earlier, we like our space. We like to get out there explore and escape the red lights escape the city and uh we live in a beautiful area and it's just a privilege privilege to be able to get out there and explore it absolutely i i remember i think it was uh last year you and i got to spend some time out at area bfe and uh you know you you, you definitely hit on a, a hot topic where the the two-door jeep is, is such a capable jeep uh even the the tj even all the way back to the cjs and I think over the years, we've all kind of gone, you know what, I'd get a bunch more stability out of this thing if I could stretch it out a little bit, a little bit wider, a little bit longer. You know, and, and I remember when the four-door JK came out, well, even before that, the LJ, and the LJ being at 103 inches, we kind of went, hey, this, this is a lot easier than stretching those, those two doors. Um, we still didn't have a ton of storage. It was still hard to get in and out of it. And then when the four-door JK came about, well, it, it changed kind of our industry and, and how we all looked at a lot of different things. You mentioned our space. And w so what about a favorite? Is there a favorite trail that you have? Is it in Colorado? Is it out of state? There's really not. Uh, I think the essence of it is exploration. And, yeah, sure, I have a couple, you know, a handful of trails around here that I'll go hit on the regular. But I think my favorite trail is just, the one that I haven't been on yet and I'm about to go on or I'm currently exploring. Um, yeah, that, that's the beauty of it is going new places and seeing new things and coming across new obstacles. So I've had some, um, some wonderful experiences on trails and I've definitely had great times on trails, but I wouldn't say that, uh, you know, XYZ trail is my favorite to go to because if it's your favorite, you've probably been on it before and there are other trails out there just waiting for you to be at. Um, uh, the local uh, the local go-to trail for a shakedown run or a quick Saturday night, whatever you want to call it, would be Spring Creek. And that's something that's um, probably one of the harder trails in the local area, and it's just about a half-hour, 40-minute drive for me. And it's something that you can spend six hours on if you want to take it slow and enjoy, or you can knock it out in two hours if you really want to kind of get boogieing. Wow. And I'm guessing it's um, probably pretty much inaccessible currently. Is there a, a certain time frame a year when all of a sudden the snow kind of leaves it alone? And... Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. It does sit around 9,000 feet. So accessibility is going to open up around May or June, depending on what kind of winter we have. And it'll, it'll be accessible until about November. That's awesome. I, I loved your comment. Uh, my favorite trail is the one that I'm about to go to. That's um that's classic. I, I really like that. And it's so true. We all, we all get comfortable with the areas that we've been to in the past. Um, yet I think even for myself, I have more fun having not been somewhere before. Yeah, that's, and we're, we're blessed. You know, I, we have a lot of listeners that are back East and they know nothing but uh, private parks. They don't have the, 
the open public lands that we have out west. And I'm sure that they see a lot of our push towards the land use um, out here in the west. They don't have to deal with that back east. And I know that we've had comments in the past about, you know, gosh, you guys talk so much about land use. What about us in the east where all we have are these parks? Well, it's it's kind of interesting. You know, I, I've been to a lot of the parks back east and, and not all of them, but they're also, it's, it's pretty nice to go to a place that is specifically for off-road use, whereas us out here in the West, we can kind of go run around a little bit wherever we want, but we don't, we also don't have somebody maintaining those trails that maybe they would in a, in a, in a private park, say. Yeah. Um, yeah so, I, uh, in, uh, I've lived both, in, you know, in, in the East as well as in Colorado. So I know very well what you're referring to. And you said that in the East, they don't have to have this land use battle, but I think it's more like they don't get to have this land use battle because you're right. They don't, I mean, just the accessibility to, um, double track forest service roads or just cruising through a, a, a state forest. It, it's not always an option. It's generally not always an option. In fact, uh, if you were seen cruising around uh, in most parts of New England in a vehicle covered in mud, you're going to attract some unwelcome attention. Yeah, isn't that different? I mean, uh, same thing with like fender coverage laws and all that. We really don't we don't have a lot of that out here in the West. In fact, people will get pulled over by whether it's a state trooper, a sheriff, or even local police department, and they want to look at the Jeep rather than give you a ticket because you're running <laughs> an exposed tire. Yeah, I I have come across that, absolutely. Uh, pulling up to a, a highway that's closed for snow in the winter, and they say, first of all, darn nice Jeep. Second of all, roads closed, you can't go that way. Right, right. I, I can't imagine... Um, I, and, and back east, I understand, I guess, some of the reasoning for safety issues regarding a lifted and modified vehicles and things like that. But I, at the same time, for a, a trail rig that you're driving to and from a trail, I don't see a problem with uh, being able to, to drive it down. A if you've got license plates and it's passed whatever inspections that state's required, it should be okay. But as you and I both know, that's not always the case. Like anything else, it all comes down to personal accountability. And I can say that uh, living in Massachusetts, where they had regular safety inspections, where they check your tie rods, your seatbelts, your horn, your lights, your tread depth, uh, although it was much less fun for me as an auto enthusiast to live out there, I did see less vehicles on the side of the road and less breakdowns. Out here, where they're not as on top of all that, you're kind of on your own to, to police yourself and the condition of your vehicle there's absolutely more vehicles stranded on the side of the road, especially snowstorms. Uh, I mean, the next day you might see 10 to 12 vehicles just pulled over on the side of the road who couldn't make it. And I don't know if these people just get out and walk to where they're going or if they get picked up or what their story is. But again, it all comes down to personal accountability. You're, it's up to you to make sure that your, your vehicle's up to par, that you're not a rolling death trap, and just being a responsible steward of the sport in that sense. That comes up so often, and, and that kind of hits on a lot of the things we try to talk about with uh, inspections of your own vehicle before you hit the trail, when you get off the trail. Um, I think it is interesting that people that – states that don't have inspections – now, I think California is on the other side of, of the coin where they have inspections to, to – I, I don't know. It seems like, from my perspective, they're limiting things um, – based on 
well, just, just because the way it is, nobody in the, at the high level really gets to question the reason that they do some things. Whereas, you know, on the Western Slope, we don't have any emissions. There are no smog stations here. And we really don't have any, quote unquote, vehicle modification laws where, I mean, like you said, it's, it's if, if somebody is going to modify their Jeep beyond it being safe on the road, yeah, you're going to get a ticket. But on the front range, on the other hand, you do have, and maybe it, I understand because of the number of people that are in that Denver metro area and Colorado Springs and Fort Collins that you have to somehow govern vehicles output. You don't want a bunch of vehicles running around blowing smoke into the air. Yet we've been that way for such a long time. And, and now folks on the Western Slope modify their vehicles beyond what may be legal, yet we don't have the inspection stations to pull them off the road. Sure. You know, um, much like on the Western Slope, I, I live outside of the city enough as to where we don't have emissions testing either. And I can pretty safely say that I don't see any higher occurrence of uh, pollutant or smog offensive vehicles where, where I am or out in the mountains than I do in the city. In the city, there's just as many tuned, deleted diesel trucks blowing black smoke because they think it's fun or broken down vehicles burning plumes of oil because it wasn't properly maintained. Uh, that's going to exist regardless. I agree. I agree. And <clears throat> those vehicles that we see on the side of the road that are that have broke down and, and uh, seem to have lots of other issues going on, I don't know, I guess maybe some inspection stations would limit some of that. But like you said, even when there are places for inspections, uh, it seems like there's still those vehicles that don't necessarily make it there and get stopped. Right. So let's talk a little bit about um, new products from Bestop. What, what you got going on? I know that the JL has kind of given us all another shakedown like the JK did, whereas we're, we're back to drawing boards coming up with new products. Yeah, what a welcome challenge, I must say. Uh, and it's, it's fun to have a new platform to play with. And I can say that probably one of the most profound things that I'm seeing on the JL is the, um, the new style of, um, sport cage that they're using. What is it? It's a hydroformed, hydroformed right, aluminum, correct. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So that is a whole new world of opportunity compared to just the tubular steel that they have been using previously. I, I think that the JL really... You know, Jeep was very good about withholding so much information this time um, and, and making the release pretty special. And I think initially people went, no, 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 we can, we have products. We'll just convert the, the JK products that we had and we'll make them work on the JL. We'll adjust a few things and run down the road. And yet I think a lot of these, these manufacturers have also found out that maybe that does not work. And, and once those products are in it for a little bit. They kind of come back and go, hey, we need to still do some R&D here, and then let's figure <laughs> out the right way to do it. Shortly after the launch, and I'm sure you remember this, there was a huge push for a manufacturer to be able to claim first to market or first out with XYZ product. And uh, here we are about a year into the life of the JL, and um, who really remembers who was first with what? Uh, because you're <laughs> right, most one. of it – yeah, most of it since then has come down not only just to who's the first one out there with this, but what's the best one. And that's finally come back into play. But for a while, yeah, it was just um, just a race to be out there. 
Yeah, and I and as far as the, some of the folks that are close to me, and, and as Metal Cloak goes, you know, they they've never wanted to be um, first to market. They've always just wanted to be best to market, and I think that that with the JL, it really has proven its point where. Jeep did their homework and then it was up to all of us to kind of catch up and, and figure out what that looked like on the aftermarket side. I mean, you guys, the, the new, uh, the new Trek top, uh, is released and available for the JL. It is. Yeah. It's currently shipping. And, uh, you know, as far as new products go, shoot, not even just this JL, but, uh, the last year of the JK too, we, pushed out um, a lot of innovative new stuff. We had the first fully zipperless soft top. We had the retractable sunshade. We had the tailgate shelf that folds up. It's been a very busy couple of years for product launches, thankfully. Well, that's uh, that's awesome. I know at SEMA, I got to take a, a pretty close look at the corridors. Any, any information about those? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're taking pre-orders now. They uh, they are rocking and rolling. They're not shipping yet, but they should be uh, shortly after Easter Jeep Safari this year. Nice. And so I'm guessing you're going to be at Easter Jeep Safari, yes? Yes, I will. Nice. Wait, are you guys going to have a booth out at the vendor show? or? Yeah, we do. And we're pretty easy to find. We're pretty reliably inside uh, at the vendor show. And we should have some corridors with us there, so anybody who's listening, please feel free to, to come by and check them out. Um, and for anybody who doesn't know, it is a, um, a cast aluminum half door that has a, an OEM style upper, so it's a, a very rigid, nice, high-quality upper that kind of matches with the interior. Uh, the upper material is made out of a twill. And the door itself has a removable center panel, so you can, uh, with no tools at all, uh, either install or uninstall the center panel in the door, leaving just kind of an outer ring. So whether you want it for protection from the elements or if you want the uh, kind of a a doorless open-air feel, but you still want to be able to protect your occupants, um, it's a very versatile, excellent door. And we just had them paint match with our hyper green JKU that we're bringing down to Arizona tomorrow for, uh, for some wheeling. And that thing is actually going to stick around with the uh, Jeep Jamboree USA and make us rounds throughout the country with those doors. Nice. Oh, that's right. I forgot you guys were sponsoring uh, with the Jeep Jamboree USA this year. So for our listeners out there that, that want to see more of their products and, and join the Jeep Jamboree USA uh, group of events, that's a that's a great way to see a lot of new products and these doors. When I I got to tell you, when I saw these doors at SEMA, I was pretty blown away. I've always uh, had the hard rock style of doors on both Spike and and Golden Spike, my my new LJ build. I've always liked the versatility, the fit, the latches always work, the the storage bags I liked when you know we didn't have a lot of a lot of storage room in a in a TJ. Um, but these core doors are an entirely different look. They're a solid feeling door. And again, it's best top quality. They fit well. Being able to have that removable panel so you can still feel like you're, you're, you're outside, yet put the panel back in to protect you from the elements. I, I think they're awesome. I do too. I can't wait until I'm seeing people do all kinds of different things with them. I want to see them color matched. I want to see them contrast in black. I want to see them with the interiors out. I just, I can't wait to see how people take them and use them and, and apply them to their own personal vehicles. Isn't it interesting when uh, manufacturers release a product and then we end up seeing pictures of them being used in certain ways that we really 
couldn't have ever imagined. Uh, but I guess that's part of the fun of it. It's absolutely part of the fun of it. It's part of the fun of having a Jeep. And uh, yeah, just when you think you have it all figured out, there's somebody out there who has a unique situation, a unique need, and they're going to figure it out on their own. They're going to get, ultimately, they're going to, they're going to figure out a way to solve their own problem, whether it be a half top on a scrambler or whatever, whatever it be. Well, and I, I, that's I think what I enjoy most about going to a lot of events and a lot of shows is we always find that one Jeep and you go, Oh, that's a great idea. Like I can do that to mine. And um, yeah, maybe we dip, we don't think out of the box all the time, but I think those kind of things are, are definitely uh, beneficial. I'm, I just pulled up the website and it looks like you guys are offering a Carhartt jacket with a purchase of a Trek top right now. We are not wow. only that, but if you read the fine print, it gets even better. <laughs> We're also sending away a groundhog with the first 20 purchases. <laughs> <laughs> um okay <laughs> I, I was thinking i needed to go buy a jail because i kind of think that that carhartt jackets probably is as nice a quality as, as some of the other desktop stuff but i'm not sure i can use a groundhog uh well his name is Bestop phil uh he devours winch line and snatch ropes so you want to keep him properly secured if you're in a recovery situation uh, he likes all kinds of weather. He doesn't run away from his shadow. And when he shows up at your doorstep, he's going to be in a can. So you've got to pop that can open before you release him into the wild. <laughs> nice. Um, I'll definitely make sure that we, uh, we'll put a link up on the modernjeeper.com for, uh, for your website to make sure that uh, folks understand that they get uh, a free fill with the purchase of a, of a, a trek top. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's quite a bit of fun. Well, you guys are do, always doing something creative, and, and that's what we like about it. You know, I, I think we can kind of go ahead and dive into our, our tech tip of the week. And I, since I've got you with us today, I've structured the tech tip to be around, uh, obviously, a desktop product. And I wanted to touch base a little bit on uh, soft top maintenance. And, sure. you know, we all... We all put a new top on it in the garage in the winter, and it's nice and warm, and it's easy to stretch out and get the fitment just right. And then we go beat it up, and we end up not being able to either move a zipper. The windows get scratched. So tell us a little bit about soft top maintenance and what we should all be looking at. Well, I'd say the number one thing is to remember that these, uh, as far as the zippers go, you said the zippers, they won't budge. Uh, we're typically used to zippers that get washed very frequently, whether it be your pants or your jackets or what have you. The zippers on a soft top don't frequently get the same luxury. They're out there day after day getting pummeled with dust and salt, and uh, a little bit of preventative maintenance goes a long way. A little bit of zipper lube um, helps those moving along. Uh, the only thing I would say to avoid is petroleum-based products because petroleum and vinyl don't love each other. Uh, but something just like um, we have the zipper lube, but you can also use just like a Dawn dish soap and uh, work some of that into the zipper, and a little bit of that goes a really long way. Um, we recently took a couple vehicles out and we did a road test between a hard top vehicle and a soft top vehicle. And we did this just about uh, two weeks ago when it was blowing, snow was everywhere, the roads were awful. And we took two of our uh, nice volunteer employees who volunteered to drive these things for a little over an hour without turning the heat on inside the Jeep. And, uh, you know, I won't, 
I won't divulge the uh, the results just yet, but it's astonishing how close these two were. And we did the same thing with audio too, and noise from the outside. And I'll say that we're going to release some uh, some short videos here soon um, called Truth Squad that just go to debunk some of the myths about about driving in a soft top and some of the misconceptions that it's noisy or that it's cold because. Really, it's not, and I'm super excited about the results of these things, and I can't wait for us to be able to get that message out there. Um, but zipper maintenance is probably paramount. That's probably the number one thing that, that you would hear about with somebody uh, talking about maintenance with a soft top. So the other thing that I would talk about is the two different materials that we offer, and one of them is the vinyl. The other one is the black twill, uh, and as well as color twill. But the twill material, when you feel it, it feels very much like cloth. And it would give somebody the impression that it's going to be harder to clean or that it's not as uh, durable as the, the black diamond vinyl is that you've seen on Jeep tops for years and years. But the twill is amazing. I've personally wedged my, wedged my Jeep up against a tree and had to winch with the the twill material rubbing against the tree on the way out or rubbing against rocks. Um, and it holds up amazingly well. So very little maintenance when it comes to that material. Um, the black diamond material, the vinyl, you know, semi-annual cleaning and applying of a protectant, again, goes a really long way and helps keep it looking nice and new. As far as a protectant goes, I mean, well, I got a couple of, of ideas and thoughts there. My dad's Jeep, the his JK, we put a, a Trek Top uh, Pro on it, and it's the twill material. And that stuff, you're right, it's it's amazing at how quiet. I, I was concerned because my dad typically, you know, he's used to having a hard top on his Jeep. And I was curious about sound and, and being in, in Colorado where it does get cold. And he loves it. And we actually are, are considering now selling his hard top because he just has no no reason for the hard top. And the, the, the twill material has, has definitely stood up to everything we, we had hoped it was going to be. Other issue with the, um, the diamond, what should we use on there as far as a fabric protector? Is this an armor all type thing or is this something different? Now, uh, I'm not going to claim to be a chemist, but Armorol, I believe, is a, as well a petroleum-based substance, and that's not going to, uh, in the long term, it's not going to be a friend of the vinyl. So you'd want to stick with, um, you know, and not to shamelessly plug our product, but I know our product is formulated to work well with the material, to work well with the vinyl. Sure. Uh, I think there is, um, what is it, 303 is, is the other cleaning yeah, company out there? Yeah, 303 Aerospace, whatever it's called, yeah. Yeah, to my understanding, all those chemicals work extremely well, too. Nice. So let's talk for a minute about windows. How can we keep our windows from being scratched, and what can we clean them with? That's a great point, too. Um, so to keep them from being scratched is the best The best scenario is just to avoid contact with them as much as you can. And when it does come time to clean them, you're going to use a, a very soft, like a microfiber cloth and plenty of running water. Uh, avoid cleaning it when it's dry at any time. Paper towels are a big no. It's kind of like wh wh how you would think of cleaning an, uh, a nice pair of sunglasses. Gotcha, gotcha. I know that I I try to protect my stuff pretty well, and I like it to keep – I like that new look and being able to see out a clean window. But over the years, I know we, we take the windows out, and we roll them up, and we stick them behind the seat. And, and over time, um, I guess there's no way of really getting around that unless we were to lay – you know, special fabric in between them and 
then we throw stuff on top of them. And, but I, I think it's important that it, it's nice to know that is there a way to buff scratches out of them? Yeah, there is. We have a, um, we have a vinyl window cleaner that very much does that. It's a wipe on buff off compound. Uh, but like anything else, it is what you make it. And, uh, you can stress out about it however, however much you want. And if you want to really stress out about it and make sure they're super clean as much as possible and you put them away clean and dry and nice and neat and take very good care out of them and get many, many years out of them. Or if you get tired of that or when you get tired of that and you want to beat them up a little bit, you want to roll them up or toss them in the back of the Jeep, they'll, they'll put up with some of that. But, um, you know, if you want to let go of that burden and just treat these things like a consumable, you can get a replacement window, and it's not the end of the world. You can you can treat these things fairly well, but not stress out about it and um, expect to get many years of use out of them. And then when it comes time to replace them, you can do that. Nice. And I think that's what we're all, we're all if we had that attitude and, and um, understand that, hey, a scratch is a scratch. It's kind of like taking that new Jeep out for the first time. And uh, once you get it scratched a little bit, then you're kind of good to go. You can relax a little bit. And, and that's a good outlook to look at uh, when we're talking about our, our, our windows that are in pristine condition when they come out of the box. Yeah. It, it, what's the old adage? Um, the things you own in life end up owning you. <laughs> very, very well put. Well, Lee, how, how can we get a hold of you? Is it best to order through the website directly? Is, is, do you prefer people going to a distributor? Um, I want somebody to shop with whoever they're comfortable to shop with. We have a lot of retailers who are fantastic. I wouldn't shy anybody away from buying our products through anybody that they're comfortable buying from. The only, except for maybe um, eBay, right? Do you get some... Uh, Sure, some knockoffs. Some auction sites. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we've got a lot of great retailers that can be found on our website through our Where to Buy link. Um, we also do sell direct on bestop.com. Uh, as far as service parts, if you break a knuckle or if you rip a window, you put a, a tree branch through it or whatever, we sell replacement piece parts and individual components right here through our customer service as well. Well, I think that's uh, that's pretty awesome, and I know that I I'm just pulled up the website again as well, and, and you guys do such a good job with your distributors and your dealer network, and I know that you're directly involved in a lot of that and growing those those dealers and making sure that everybody's taken care of. Um, what about, so you're, you're next, are you are you headed to Arizona, or will Easter Jeep Safari be your first event? Uh, yeah, no, I am headed to Arizona as well. So tomorrow morning, uh, me and Cassie and Rick, also from the marketing team, will take off and we'll head down to Arizona and we'll wheel with the uh, Jeep Jamboree USA crew for a couple of days and meet the other folks out on the trail and have a good time and mosey on back. And then, yeah, well, I think you mentioned earlier, March is generally a little bit of a slow month. So um, not much going on in between uh, Table Mesa this coming weekend and Easter Jeep Safari. Yeah, we get a little bit of a, a reprieve before the season really gets cranked up. Well, hey, I, any, any further thoughts, something you'd like to touch base on? I, I really appreciate you calling in and having you on the show. Um, no, not particularly. Well, good deal. I think this is, uh, is going to wrap up uh, another episode of, of our podcast, uh, episode number six. Again, thank, thanks to Lee and Best Top for, for doing everything that they do to keep us out of the elements and protected. Uh, you can find us on modernjeeper.com, of course, on Facebook, Instagram, uh, modernjeeperadventures.com, modernjeeperforum.com. 
and uh, I appreciate it. And we'll see you all on the rocks. Corey, thank you very much for having me. Absolutely, Lee. Take care. You too. Bye. This podcast will self-destruct in five, four, three, two, one.